Hello, welcome once again to another episode of Age and Beauty, the podcast. I am your host, Kelly Tomlinson Pollock, joined by my co-host, Benjamin Pollock. I am here by your side. Hi, honey. Hi. Um, we are so excited for our interview today. We were lucky enough to get our makeup artist, Toby Fleischman, yes. to sit down and talk to us. I love Toby. She is one of the OG Tomlinson Management Group yes, makeup artist. She joined us over 10 years ago now. Long time. Yes. Yeah. So we have been doing this together for a long time. Um, you know, she's best known for her work with Evan Rachel Wood, her muse. Oh. They've done a million right. stunning looks together. Toby came on and talked about her days touring with Mariah Carey, which is epic in and of itself. I feel like we could have done a whole episode yes. on that. But um, the best part about the interview, and I think um, a really unique perspective she brings here is that before she was a makeup artist, she was a publicist. Right. A, Absolutely. a celebrity publicist on, you know, one of the biggest PR agencies. So she uh, was kind enough to share some insights with us about what publicists look for when they're hiring hair and makeup teams. Right. And it's probably not what you think. Right. You know, yeah. the yeah. the talent is really beside the point. It's it's a lot more personality based, a lot more, you know, driven by what other talents and aspects right. you can bring to the table when it comes to really helping out their clients, getting them out the door on time mm -hmm. and and all that good stuff. So, so it's a really great interview. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. And okay. fun fact, Ben right. actually directed uh, a Burt's Bees video oh, right. with yes. Toby. That's right. A couple of years ago. Couple we, years ago. We, Toby's right. partners with, with Burt's a bunch of times. And yes, um, right. we did a new makeup line or something. Yeah, we actually, we, we produced some videos um, that you can see at our website too. That's right. But um, uh, without further ado, uh, here we have our interview with Toby Fleischman. Here we are. I am so excited today to be talking to celebrity makeup artist Toby Fleischman. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, you truly are one of the OGs I am. for TMG. I feel so honored. Yeah, I, I, I feel honored. <laughs> I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot when I was um, getting ready to talk to you today. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you were like one of the first five people. I was waiting for you. Before I had a website, before I had anything other than <laughs> just an idea. So if I haven't thanked you recently, I wanted to thank you again for believing in me. Oh, I thank you all the yeah. time. I'm so appreciative of you. It's and, a good um, team. I was, like I said, I was waiting for you at your previous company, which we shall not mention. Yes. Um, well, you left a huge agency to uh, join me. Easy decision. I yeah. So easy. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm excited to talk to you today. I know typically I kind of just start by asking everybody how they got into makeup and all of that and then delve in from there. But that's kind of the point of what I want to talk to you about because you did not start as um, a makeup artist. Yeah. You took a whole different career path before you ended up in makeup, which I, I think is just a really fascinating story. And I love it. And I think that everybody should hear it. Little reinvention. It's yeah. never too late. Love yeah. a reinvention. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like basic, basic. Like, yeah. where did you grow up? How did you kind of, you know, get started into yeah. your publicity career? Um, I grew up in Florida, as I say, with shame and embarrassment. Yes. <laughs> um, and I couldn't wait to get out and wanted mm -hmm. to go to New York City as quick as I could. I was mm -hmm. 17 when I graduated high school. So I, my parents didn't want me to move to Manhattan. So I looked at colleges all around Manhattan 
And um, I ended up at Syracuse and okay. they had a great communications program. And I kind of decided in high school that um, I wasn't going to cut it as an actress, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to be in entertainment. Okay. I knew that. And so the Newhouse School of Communication was a great school with a great reputation. I thought, well, I'll work in the business somehow. And so I went to Newhouse and studied sort of TV and film business. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to get an internship uh, with Miramax Films in college. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, when I moved, when I graduated college, I moved to New York and got a job working for them right away. Oh, cool. Um, All right. Doing so what? Exactly? Doing publicity. Publicity. Okay. So did you always want to do publicity or that was just kind of the first thing? <laughs> I didn't even know publicity into? existed at this time. This was um, in the late 90s. And okay. um, <clears throat> I didn't even know it was a thing. We didn't really, we talked about PR, but more as sort of like a corporate communication. So um, doing film PR was kind of a new thing for me, and um, it was wonderful. It was at a time in independent film when it was really peaking. It was at the Shakespeare in Love, and right. um, Miramax was at its height and starting its horror division, and it was a really awesome time to be in film. Mm-hmm. And then um, I met, um, and then I saw another opportunity where I had no idea that it existed, which was personal PR. Right. Um, How long were you at Miramax? I was only at Miramax for about a year and a half. And then um, I met a publicist and uh, he needed an assistant and I went to work for him Mm -hmm. at um, a company called PMK. And so I spent eight years at PMK. Oh, wow. And um, doing personal publicity and corporate PR. Mm -hmm. And that was an incredible whirlwind. And I started out as an assistant and got promoted and um, ended up working with clients like Nicole Kidman and Drew Whoa. Barrymore and Vin Diesel. Right. And, um, like insane moments like Matt Ball and yeah, like all of that kind all of, of stuff. It. Yeah. All of it. And traveled the world and did can and, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was, it was pretty exciting thing to be doing in my twenties in New York city. Mm-hmm. It was a different time then. So when I talk about it, I'm like, guys, uh, us magazine was a we as a monthly publication. Right. You know, this was at the beginning of email. Like the right. internet didn't really exist yet. <laughs> yeah. um, Different so way of doing business. It was a, so very, it was a lot of what, like phone calls and faxes. It was still stuff? a lot of magazine <laughs> pitching, right. a lot of t- TV shows and and photo shoots. And mm-hmm. so I think um, I was never great at the pitching. I was I was really good at the handholding. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of the job was. Uh, coming together um, in a collaborative effort um, on the photo shoots. That was really my favorite. Right. So obviously that was probably kind your first real start. introduction yeah. said what you're doing. Now. Yeah. And I yeah. look back and, um, and, you know, I, I hired makeup artists and hair people for my clients. That mm-hmm. was, you know, within my control. Um, and I, and I could have had, if I had paid more attention, I could have had mm-hmm. such an incredible sort of quote unquote assisting career. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I didn't pay attention at all. Well, and you didn't really know who the players were either I'm, until you got there. I right? mean, I did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm saying like I was hiring and spending time with people like Gucci Westman and Genevieve and like just incredible makeup artists who are still just at the height of their games. Mm-hmm. And, um, I can't tell you what their kits looked like or what they did to my clients. I just knew I, I thought right. their work was incredible. I enjoyed spending time with them. Um, and uh, so that was definitely a regret. Like, I wish I had paid more attention right. now. Um, and so then sort of cut to, I decided PR wasn't it for me in my late 20s. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, I've done so much. And Oh, eight years is a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you were just kind of 
feeling restless, I guess. Yeah. Like, I just was like the, the woman at the end of the hall, who's the VP and, uh, you know, in her fifties, is that what I want? And, right. um, and there wasn't a lot of difference between she and I, as far as what we were doing, other mm-hmm. than she could sign my expense report. So I just thought, right. There's something else. Yeah. So I, I did some entertainment marketing and I worked for some advertising agencies in New York and I was sort of trying to to utilize my skills in entertainment in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then um, a, a change was calling and um, LA started calling, which I never thought I would leave New York, but I always say um, I wasn't taking advantage of New York. New York was taking advantage of me. Right. <laughs> and I, I was ready that. to go. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I moved to L.A. working for an ad agency and interviewing for marketing jobs. And I was just really soul searching. And I kept trying to sort of water down, like, what are my vanilla attributes? Like, what do I want to do? What is what am I good at? Um, And also, like, what did I used to joke about doing if money wasn't an issue? And I used to joke about becoming a makeup artist. I mean, most publicists will say, gosh, we went into the wrong business. We should we should have become (laughs) hair and makeup. Yes. Every time. (laughs) And um, especially back in the day before the bubble burst where um, hair and makeup people were making so much money. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I just stopped joking and, um, I went to school and I had an incredible experience with an artist that I had helped start. Mm -hmm. Um, his name was Jake Bailey and, um, Jake and I had been close when I was a publicist and he was starting out. So you used to hire. And I would hire him. Okay. And then he, his career took off mm-hmm. and, uh, he was a cover girl. Uh, he was cover girl. He was Max Factor. He was Katy Perry's makeup artist. And, um, when I decided to do it, I reached out and we reconnected and he said, um, you helped me get my start and I'm going to help you. Amazing. And that was a really pivotal moment for me because, um, I assisted him for a long time and he taught me everything. He really was so open. And I remember because when the old agency I was at, repped him yeah, for a time. So I right. remember working, you know, on his scheduling too. I don't know if, I think that was after you had been assisting him. Cause I don't remember ever like booking you as an assistant, Maybe, but <laughs> I have a lot of great memories of him too. Yeah. 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 RIP Jake. I mean, yeah, we still talk about him a lot. I was talking about him yesterday on set actually. And, yeah. Everybody loved um, him. Yeah. He was, he was really loved. Yeah. So talented. All right. So Jake. Jake so got Jake you started. Six, so what were you 16 doing? 16 years ago now. Um, wow. and, um, you know, he did get me started and, and, um, I would say it was an interesting thing because I had so many contacts in the entertainment business and I had publicists that I knew. And I think that was, um, interesting to see, um, the people that I thought would help me maybe didn't. Mm -hmm. And the people that I never expected to help me kind of came out of nowhere and were really supportive. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just started and, um, it was a struggle for sure at first. Well, because you went from like full corporate career to makeup school. Yeah. Like, did you just like have savings and you just quit and you were like, I'm done working and I'm a makeup artist now? No savings. Um, (laughs) I was, I had a, I had a nice, um, sort of transition. I was working, I was working remotely for this ad agency and, um, they were in New York. So I would wake up super early Mm -hmm. and work for a few hours and then I would go to makeup school and then I would work on my lunch break. Right. And I would come home knew. and they didn't know. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, I was able to sort of taper off of that job during school. Okay. And, um, and then it was definitely a struggle. I always say like, eh, if it wasn't a struggle, it wouldn't be a good E true Hollywood story. Sure. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's when you, you know, when you're passionate about it. Yeah. You dive in. I mean, I did all the stupid, you yeah. know, super low paying things I had to do to, you know, fight my way here too. Yeah. 
It's a some dumb confidence. I don't know. Um, I knew I loved it. I knew um, I, I I knew I was pretty good at it, mm-hmm. and um, I had hoped that um, you know I had enough contacts and sort of experience that would give me a leg up. Yeah. And uh, and it, and it. Thank goodness. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Here you are today doing you know. Evan Rachel Wood, oh, Anna Kendrick, Aubrey so you have truly a very loyal client base. Like yeah. I can't think, you know, of too many people that have had clients that long Gosh, that just I like love so you. They grateful. live and die by everything that you, you know, they need you. You have to be the one. Right. You've got some uh, some wild advice to give about how to keep and maintain clients. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> well, let me let me dive into the next question then. Okay. So um we already got into what inspired you. So I guess I just kind of wanted to expand a little bit on, you know, you said it was kind of difficult to get certain former colleagues to see you as a makeup artist. Like, Mm. did you get real feedback from them or like? Sure. I mean, I think people sort of, they know you as one thing and it's hard for them to um, think about you in a different light. And I knew that I had to have something to show. Like I had to test and I had to have, work and I had to find photographers and I had to really prove myself. Yeah. Um, you have to go prove it somewhere else and then come back yeah. and be like, look, and then they're like, Oh, okay. right. totally. Oh, and, oh, you're a makeup artist. And yeah. still like, uh, you know, aging myself a little bit, like still, this was the time where, um, getting that big leather embossed portfolio was like right. really important. Yeah. And I remember it cost a lot and it was, um, I bought it in New York and had my name on it. And these were the books that I remember messengering around your portfolio. I still don't understand how that worked. I know. Like, how did anyone Gosh. ever get a job? And you, printing the photos was so expensive and the order and the edit, it was all so intense. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I started that process, but then everything quickly moved um, to online. Right. So that was a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really, um, you know, it's hard to think about how I started. I mean, I was really just hustling for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got a couple big breaks. One of them was... Um, working with my, my still client, uh, one of my favorites, Gabrielle Sidibe, mm-hmm. on her first film, Precious. Yes. And I had an agent um, who did not have the foresight to know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was um, still a time where people were um, not open to uh, um, different kinds of um, actresses and looking different ways and people were really down on Gabby and um and he said well I have this this offer for a client in Toronto but uh you know it's a it's a very large black woman and I was like you mean precious like this she's gonna get an academy award yes I want that client and again I think um I think my history in the business um because I cared about film, um, because Wait, did I, you you didn't do the film. You did. The I didn't work the on the film, film but okay. I, I started working with her early on in the press went at the Toronto Film Festival. Okay. She had done Cannes, and then Toronto was next. Okay, and that's when I and that's when I met her. Right, and you guys have been together. In yeah, sense. yeah, <laughs> amazing. Um, and I think that also helps because I care about film. Um, I kind of care about the business a little bit. So I already knew sort of what was coming down the pipeline as far as like mm-hmm. the Academy chatter that year. And so I knew, mm-hmm. oh, this movie has already gotten so much buzz. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to work with her. 
Um, and we did. We went all the way to the Oscars that year, and and, and here so, we are. Yeah, later. having the foresight to do the research is yeah. you know super important. Always so able to something spot. I always tell people is yeah. do the research. I mean, Google.com, guys, come on. It's not hard. It's not hard. Know who you're working with. Know what they've been in where they're from, it makes them feel nice to know that you care. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of artists who go in and are like, what are we doing? What movie are you in? And, you know, that's, that's not, not, the, way to, it's no. not the way to go. No. Yeah. Well, so you must have some fabulous, unique insights from the PR world. Obviously, as a makeup artist or hair or styling or anybody trying to get publicist attention when you're trying to work in the celebrity world is... Extremely difficult. So I'm wondering what kind of insights as a former publicist mm -hmm. you have that you think have, you know, helped you build the career, sure. keep the clients, because you know what they're looking for on the other end because yeah. you were there. You must um, have heard them complain about stuff or, you know, whatever. I think um, first and foremost as a publicist, I and Jake was was uh, totally guilty of this. He took forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he took his time. And... Um, and I, and so when I was learning, um, being quick was always something that I wanted to be good at. Mm -hmm. Um, some people like the whole pomp and circumstance of the three hour glam and like, that's definitely a thing, mm -hmm. but a lot of other people don't want to sit in the chair. Right. Um, they have other things to do and it is not, they don't want to sit there. So being quick was definitely one thing that I wanted to be good at. And I think publicists appreciate, appreciate that mm -hmm. being on time. Getting, no getting, one wants to be waiting on hair and makeup. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then other, otherwise it was really, again, going back to like the handholding um, and anticipating their needs and taking care of them. I always say like, we're the first line of defense for our clients. Um, we set the tone. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want your client show up, showing up on set in a good mood, we can do that. You want them you want to mess with us, we can put them in a bad mood. Right. You know, like we really set the tone. And so if somebody's having a rough day, it's up to us to sort of turn that around for them. Um, if they're feeling insecure, if they're, you know, tired, if they're, you know, just not feeling great, that's that's part of sort of that handholding, I think, that really I understood. And also... Um, I think just another, you know, that a lot of a lot of artists in the business obviously have been to all the shows and done all the press, and so they kind of know what's happening, and that was really helpful to me to be like, oh, this is what we're doing today. You're going to this show, and this is how it works, and you walk in, you don't sit, you're facing this way, you know, so I, I had that experience to be able to sort of do a little bit of the publicist job <laughs> ahead of time right. um, to to get them prepared. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone thinks hair and makeup is magic. You know, like you said, it's you have to you have to set the tone and, yeah. you know, being able to do that, not bringing your own energy for into sure. the room ever. For sure. Like, and even more, I mean, the people always talk about like your hairstylist is like your therapist and that's for sure true. But I'm in the front. You're in the face. You know, I am face to face with yeah. you. So um, my energy is going to and then it's also hard, too, because their energy is going to rub up on me. And there mm -hmm. are some clients that I had leave and, you know, need to sage myself and right. take a shower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> well, let's jump in a little bit to um, the quick questions. OK, these are my favorite parts. Sure. I feel like we have a lot to talk about here. You I know 
probably couldn't just pick one beauty Ooh, item. This was a tough so, one. So, yeah, I didn't know if you had a ton or not yeah, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, one item I can't live without for myself or for my kit. Um, that was definitely a tough one. I can think of some products that, like, have been in my kit for years and years and years. And even though, like, I try other things, sort of nothing is as is, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few things that I could name. Um, one is... Um, is called Mally Everpore Face Defender. I hate that okay. name. Terrible right. name. Face Defender. <laughs> um, the incredible Elaine Offers, who's an iconic makeup artist, mm-hmm. um, Sarah Jessica Parker, Julia Rob, uh, Julie, Julianne Moore. Um, she taught me this trick, which is it's basically like a hard silicone, mm-hmm. and it's a wonderful um, product to use on set to uh, set makeup and take away shine without adding any kind of pigment. So if you're on set all day, um, it really helps to take away shine. And then you're not just like adding powder, adding powder, adding powder, which at the end of the day can get really cakey. So mm-hmm. especially in dark skin, it's wonderful. Um, in men's grooming, it's wonderful. I just, um, I couldn't live without it. So that's definitely one. Okay. Amazing. Always um, but one. I would say also just to add, um, a new, a new one that I sort of can't live without, um, which is, uh, an innovation finally in the lash game mm-hmm. um, is Lashify. Yes, really, everybody's talking about yeah, Lashify. I've really become addicted, and it, I gotta say, it's um, it's like getting me work. It's it's really? like solidifying jobs. Every time I I have a new client, it kind of takes the pressure off because I'm like, no, I'll just use Lashify on them, and then they're gonna fall in love with it. And not everyone's doing it, and it kind of sets me apart. Now, can we talk a little bit about? about it because I, yeah. I, I mean, I see it everywhere, but I'm, yeah. Like, so it's sort of, like I said, bit. it's an innovation in lashes. Um, it goes, it's an under lash. Um, they come in little clusters, right. um, all different sizes and shapes. Um, it's really created for the consumer. So it has, um, it's really easy for the, for anyone to put on themselves because it goes under. So your eye is open when you're looking in the mirror and you can just pop them on. The mm-hmm. glue comes in a little, mascara one which is really easy to apply um and uh they look flawless they don't you know you can they look so natural they come in all different sizes I'm just absolutely obsessed can't live without now let's talk a little bit about what you just said how like a product is literally helping you lock a client down like I feel like that's a super important point to remember like giving them something to remember you by is like do you like give them the product when you're done or like what What's like a helpful tip in that way? Like, have you had that with other products? Um, or I think right now there's a trend in sort of skincare for clients. I think clients are really into makeup artists who are giving them treatments and using devices. And I love the Solo Wave, which is a light therapy device that I've been using on my clients. I know some people are using all kinds of machinery and everything. And I think that is sort of setting people apart um, mm-hmm. because a client is feeling like they're getting a, a treatment in a way. Right, anything that can make them feel yeah. a little more special totally. than just like, here's your makeup, see you later. Totally. Yeah. That kind of conflicts with my quickness. Right. Because <laughs> it does take a little bit longer. Well, you read the room. If Absolutely. you have, if yeah, you have if somebody time. wants to go, then obviously you're not doing a 20-minute skincare routine. But um, I think that's something really nice to, to set you apart. Right. Yeah. Interesting. All right, and um, you may have a hard time with this one too, but do you have a favorite red carpet look? Because you have been doing red carpet for a long time. Yeah, red carpet's really my bag. Yeah, Um, So it's really hard to decide, and I think I would have to just 
say there's a handful of looks with um, with my muse, Evan Rachel Wood. Um, Evan and I have been working together, um, I think, 14 years now. Mm-hmm. And um, going back, <clears throat> you know, there's red carpet looks that are, I think are my favorite for different reasons. Like mm-hmm. some of the first... Um, when I first started working with her, she was on a campaign for the wrestler and, um, I got to do golden globes and, and, uh, and Oscars red carpets right out of the gate. And right. that was really big for me. And, um, well, nice to have someone that trusted you yeah. to do that right off the bat. <clears throat> oh my gosh. And so some of those are like my favorites cause they were my first sentimental. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there's a golden globes moment, um, with Evan where, it was my first time being sponsored by a brand. It was NARS and, um, gosh, I'm such a people pleaser. So it was like such a, a moment because they were launching like a spring line and it had like five different products and the eyeshadow palette just happened to match exactly the dress and the look what I wanted. And so I was able to use authentically like every single product on there. And I just felt so proud and, (laughs) And then there's a couple recent red carpets with her um, where we actually went very natural. Um, There's the carpet where she wore, I believe it was um, an Emmys carpet, and she wore um, a full white three-piece kind of suit look. And it was a really natural look. And and it was just beautiful, and it came out really great. And then... um, there was another one that I was thinking of um, where she wore, it was kind of knew that, that women on the red carpet were wearing suits um, mm-hmm. and she wore a tuxedo uh, to a Golden Globes and that was a, just a great moment. Yeah. So those are well, probably some she, of my favorites. Well, um, she is very collaborative right, with, um, you know, the glam. I know you guys go from, you know, the supernatural to yeah. not supernatural, but <laughs> <laughs> very natural to like really high glam, like sure. interesting. She's the dreamiest of clients because we do it all, because she does red carpet where we can bring sort of more movie star, natural glamour. And then she does music where we can really yeah. pump it up and do some kind of crazy rock star look. Um, so which no. I know we see on your Instagram a lot because yeah. that's never a red carpet, totally. but you guys always do the oh, coolest it, looks. Those yeah. are my favorites. She really, she really fulfills all of those like makeup artist goals for me. And um, does she come to you with ideas or is she like? Do Sometimes she does, but that is a really beautiful relationship where she really does trust me. Sometimes. Um, Yes. A lot of times we'll talk it out. I'll say, I have an idea. She says she has an idea. We'll find a great middle ground or, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we'll be like, I like your idea better. Or, um, sometimes I feel really like confident that I want to do something and she has the trust and lets me play. And that's, that's, that's the dream right that's there. Rare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good to find. All right. What about, because you said you've traveled for work yeah, a ton. So a ton. either in your PR career or in your makeup career, oh, this one was pretty easy. Okay. What's that? Um, well, in 2010, oh, wait, I didn't ask the question oh, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your favorite place that you've ever traveled for work? Yeah. Okay. So going back to 2010, um, when I was just starting out, going back to my incredible mentor and friend, Jake Bailey, um, Jake had been working with Mariah Carey, um, mm-hmm. doing all of her big press events and everything. And he called me and said, Mariah needs somebody to go on tour and I want to train you to do it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, obviously a big break for me. Yeah. And, um, 
And I, I got on a plane. I, he sent me to, you know, he sent me a list of products and I went on and bought them all and I got on a plane and did a trial with Mariah in New York. And the next day I left for tour. Amazing. And so I spent a year with Mariah and, um, I like that you like didn't mention that earlier. Like when you <laughs> started as a makeup, that's like a pretty big one. <laughs> it was kind of a moment for yeah. sure. Um, so I did, um, a couple months of a tour, um, and then I spent a year, um, just doing her daily and traveling around for certain things. So, um, one of the favorite places I went with her was, um, she did a special concert for some big, um, you know, communications, you know, mogul in Egypt. Right. And so we flew to Cairo where she was doing a couple songs at the base of the pyramids at night. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Wow. Um, so that was really a pinch me moment, um, of that one. And then, um, I would have to say sort of in line with that is she performed at a formula one, um, event in Singapore. Mm -hmm. And that was also Singapore is just kind of like an incredible, another planet. Right. Um, being with her there was pretty amazing. I feel like we'll have to do a whole nother episode of me just asking you <laughs> questions about Mariah Carey. <laughs> so that was but like two was, years? Of, a year. It was a year. Yeah. And it was an incredible experience. And I learned so much from Mariah. And I learned, you know, it was just boot camp. Just, you know. Was there any room out. for creativity there? Or she was like, this is what you're going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. Um, Which is fine, too. Yeah. Yeah. But Sometimes that's fine-tuned, a, a very specific look. Um, but like I said, I learned she's worked with obviously the best in the world. So to learn tricks from them through her, right? Um, and uh, and she pushes you and makes you better. And that was that yeah. was. Um, I mean, to get that job and then to you know keep that job for yeah. that long, yeah, that's incredible. That's a I huge a testament. Time. Big yeah. fan, big fan. Yeah, who isn't? <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I, I mean, those all sound like memorable pinch me mm. moments. So do you have my final question is, you know, are there any other big starstruck moments? Yeah. I mean, had? being on tour with her was pretty much a pinch me moment and on tour and in, included in the set, um, she had a moment on stage where she would lie, the, the, they would bring out a chaise lounge for her where she would lie down and she would call for her glam Right. in the middle of the show every night every night yeah. and we would <laughs> we would come out to give her a touch up and on right. stage and that was that was definitely a pinch me moment but i would thinking about that i would have to say i had an um an easy one pop up that i was like oh yeah that one time that I got to do Shirley MacLaine's makeup right okay was yeah. kind of incredible um for what it was like a Paramount uh, 100th anniversary or something, and it was a huge tent, and all of the star, you know, Paramount stars were there, and they were doing this huge portrait, and um, I, that's how who I got assigned to. And mm -hmm. she said, "You have 20 minutes. Do what you can." <laughs> and I was like, "I can do it okay. in 20 minutes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was amazing, and um, I think that was just kind of an incredible starstruck old moment. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I could probably just pick your brain forever because I know you've been around everybody. You've done all of the biggest things. I've been around. You've been around for a minute. Um, I guess, and this is kind of an off-the-cuff question sure. because I didn't uh, give you this to prep ahead of time, but um, just going back to the PR thing one more time, sure. I'm wondering, 
um, if you have any advice for anyone looking to get into it from the PR angle, is there anything that you would look for specifically when you were hiring a makeup mm. artist or a hairstylist or you any know, just advice? In yeah. General? I mean, I think, you know, and I, I, again, I was on a job yesterday and the publicist said, I, I had to think about who I wanted to spend the day with right. because it was a full long day shoot. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's a huge thing. Like, Right. Be professional, be a good energy to be around. You know, um, some of these jobs are long and gruesome and, um, a publicist doesn't want to be around complainers or negative energy or, um, people that are causing problems or, you know, if you're helping and being fun to be around, then they are going to want to hire you. Sure. Do extra. Sure. And I think what a lot of people realize is that it's, it's not always necessarily the celebrity that's making the decision oh, or booking sure. it. Cause I'm sure a lot of times they're like book whoever. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Or especially in the beginning, um, you know, you want to be one of the three people that they present to their client to, to pick from. Um, and that's up to them. Right. And there's so many. There's so many now. makeup artists yeah, nowadays. So course. yeah, to be able to set yourself apart from anybody. I think it's not that complicated. Like you said, just like be on time, be cool, yeah. like go a little extra, yeah. like be more helpful than you need to be. Yeah. Like if you just want to hang in the dressing room or like, what can I do? Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, un- uh, unfortunately, maybe there's a place for the diva. You know, there's a clientele who wants the diva makeup artist, who wants that personality. Um, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I think it's getting less and less <laughs> yeah. these days, though. You know, because I feel like it used to be like there were a few, and they had to be so like larger than life. Yes, that like you I ha- guess. I don't, I don't think that's really, they're still, still working they out still there. Work around, yeah. <laughs> they're still getting jobs. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you've, I've heard those stories of, um, people walking off set or, you know, getting into fights with the other glam person sure. or, yeah. you know, causing problems. And those people still got hired back. Um, but for me, um, I, like I said, I am a people pleaser. I, I always want to be, um, part of the, the good part of it. You know, I want to be part of the reason why it went well or um, right. part of the solution, I think, right. and not the problem. That's a great attitude. Yeah. 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 Well, and that um, obviously explains why you've been able to oh, do this so long. Sure. Yeah, because it's not just the talent. It's, you know, the business sense it is. It's that, not just, you know, you have yeah, as well. It's not just your artistry. I think that's hard. I mean, there's, there's um, a lot of wonderful makeup artists out there that maybe don't have that other a- aspect to it. And conversely, there's a lot of working makeup artists that aren't great at makeup that are right, lovely to fun. be around. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I think, um, you know, I think if you can have both, that's, that's really, well, key. you certainly are thank an you. example of mm-hmm. both beauty and brains. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This was amazing. Hugely insightful for anybody listening. Thank and, you. um, Absolute you know, pleasure. I'm a big fan and happy to Definitely. have been part of your career for this long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so appreciative and grateful to have you. All right. Well, that is all for us today. That'd be a wrap. Wrap it up. All, all right. right. And there it is. Thank you so much for listening. Wonderful uh, interview. Wonderful interview, as always. Um, make sure to uh, like our Instagram at agent underscore beauty. Follow us um, on Apple or Spotify, Those wherever guys. you listen to your podcasts. All right. And, and remember to uh, look us up on agentbeauty.com. We're working on that. Hopefully it's better by the time you see it. Agentbeauty.com. Agentbeauty.com.